episode 180 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. This week, we got Tom, Frank, myself, Nick, and our buddy Austin Enterline, who's been on a few times already, in studio tonight to talk about last week's um, turkey hunt we did up in uh, the Adirondacks. So Frank wasn't on the trip with us, but he was able to kind of provide some questions and stuff like that because he wasn't there. So it was a good dynamic. Um, but Austin and Tom and myself were all up there with our buddy Keith. Um, Keith's been on the podcast before. So, you know, you guys should recognize that name if you've been listening for a while. But we had a great time up there, made a ton of memories, and also got some turkeys on the ground or a turkey on the ground. I know if Tom and Frank hear that, they'll they'll correct me. So just one turkey. Um, before I ramble any further, why don't we just uh, get tuned into this week's episode? So I did the cardinal sin. I pull up my bow and then I look dead at his antlers. I got out of the truck and when I slammed the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Alaska, moose, spot and sock. That is the bucket list. I agree. What's up, everybody? We got a packed house tonight to talk about the turkey trip that I was not part of. You guys all went on it. We got yep. Nick. Yep, um, I'm here every week. Yep, haven't missed once. And then haven't. Tom's here. Tom the Tom Killer here. Tom the Tom <laughs> yeah, Killer. Yeah, debatable. Out of boy. And then we got Austin. You were on the trip as well, buddy. Hello, hello. It's been a couple weeks since we've had you around. Yeah. What did, why did we have him on a couple weeks ago? Kentucky oh, is Kentucky Bird, yeah. yeah. Kentucky Bluebird. He's, yeah. Kentucky bourbon. It was the kickoff, now the finale. Yeah, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tom, I'm going to direct it back. Oh, real quick, there's four of us, mm-hmm. and three of us killed birds this year. Yep. Yeah. I did not. Mm. Tom's bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> there was an elephant in the room. There was tension. I just had to cut it with a knife. Yep. Yeah. Just get it out of the way yeah, so I, we can yeah. move on. I had birds going a bunch of times, but I was hunting a lot in the morning before work and was running out of time. And it just. I, I, you got to talk to your boss. That dude's an asshole. I know. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. I, I just. I wasn't good enough, Tom. I was not good enough. I had to hire an expert guide, so. Yeah. Austin and I just get it done on our own. Yep. Um, but, anyways, I wanted to direct it back to you, Tom, because you're kind of the one that brought me and Austin in on this trip. So if you could kind of, Frank and I briefly talked about it, but I didn't know a whole lot about it um, last week because it was so last minute for me. So if you want to just kind of break down the hunt, where we were headed, kind of just the plan behind it, all that stuff. So my typical Memorial Day routine is I go up to the Morrison farm for the turkey finale. Yeah, we've been doing that for 10 years now. Yeah, but this year... I couldn't round up a crew. Um, parents were doing some odd en- odds and ends around the house. 
Nick said he wasn't going. Luke wasn't going. Carly had to work. And at that point, I'm like, well, I'm not even going to go. I didn't even mention it to Frank. And I'm, I'm not going up there just by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Keith gets a hold of me and goes, hey, you want to go up north to the Anirondack Mountains and turkey hunt? It's Adirondack. There's no M. Anirondack Mountains. <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely. We weren't quite in the Adirondacks. We were actually on Tug Hill. I just wanted to say Tug. I want to see how many times I can say Tug on this podcast. I hope it's a lot. Yeah. Well, Somebody if, get a tug counter. That's three. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. It's an important detail. <laughs> yeah. So me and Keith decide we're going. And uh, he's like, see if your brother wants to go. So I asked Nick. I'm like, hey, you want to go up north with us? He's like, probably not. And I was like, oh. All right, then. Well, so... A little bit. I was under the impression that this was going to be like a seven plus hour drive, um, and then hotels and so like it was. And I had just mit, like I was off, technically unemployed for a week, so I missed a paycheck and I had just started a new job. So it was like just a lot a, going on. Yeah, a lot going on that way. I'm like, eh, I don't know, man. Just wasn't really feeling it. But anyway, so he he tells me probably not, and I said, well, I don't really want to make this five-hour trip by myself i'm going to see if my buddy austin wants to go so text up austin right away he's like i'm in so then nick and austin were up at the cabin and austin was in nick's ear oh you gotta go you gotta go well now it's not even number yeah and it's good to turkey hunting pairs yeah so me we get all four of us me and keith are gonna hunt together nick and austin are gonna hunt together and we finalized the plans i think it was sunday and the plan was to leave at uh, 5.30. This is a key detail. 5.30. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the following Friday. So I get out of work at 5. She's just thrown your headset. You said you were going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. And I text Austin. I said, hey, I'm heading out of work. I said, you can come down early if you want. And he doesn't text me back. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe he's packing up the truck. So I get home, get the truck loaded up. Nick gets the truck loaded up. It's like 525. I'm like, I should have heard from Austin by now. Yep, that was a little mistake on my part. Ended up showing up like a, it was probably about 45 or an hour later. Yeah. Yeah. Took a little turkey snooze. Them yeah. third shifters. I tell you. Bunch <laughs> yeah. of bums. Sleep all day. Not used to getting up that early, so. <laughs> so we hit the road. Which, I mean, you know, we, we do got to rag on you a little bit, but in all fairness, there really wasn't any rush to get up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to, besides to just have a good time when we got there. Yeah. But, Which I'm sure you still did anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Burn some hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that was true. So <laughs> we hit the road about 630. Uh, I'll just say it was an entertaining ride. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got there in one piece and I uh, had fun. Yeah, get the truck yeah. unloaded. Snapchat said you and Austin both had a great time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. Austin did convince me to stop for one potty break. So and then, like, oh, when you speaking of, of twisted <laughs> speaking of, um, Tom told us we talked to Keith earlier. We were supposed to stop and get some pizza on the way at this pizza parlor that mm-hmm. said was Me, awesome. Th- you were going to meet up with him there? No, we weren't going to meet him oh, there. You but you were just going to Yeah, stop. Keith, Keith was told a f- us about this pizza joint gas station. He said, you got to stop at this gas station and fill up and get, get a slice a of pizza. Yeah. 
So we stopped before that, you know, for because just they a quick wouldn't shut up about it. Can we please stop and take a piss? <laughs> so so we stop. And then so Austin and I finish up, we get back to the truck, we're waiting. Tom comes out with Arby's, jumps in, doesn't say a word. And I'm like, oh, I thought we were getting pizza. And he's like, well, we stopped now. We're not stopping again as we're leaving. So now me and Austin are like, well, that sucks. Like, kind of hungry. Tom must, kinda... have, Tom must have spent like 20 seconds filling up his truck because I don't know how he did that so quick. <laughs> yeah. And pulled around to the other side of the building. Yeah. Come out, truck's gone. That's nice. So me and That's Austin a... had to starve in the back seat. That is pretty funny. I'm sure you still had a great time. Yeah, I did. So yeah. we get to camp shortly after 11, get all unpacked, and... Nick and Austin think now was probably a good time to fire up the grill. So they get the grill growing, throw four hot dogs on it, and come back inside, and they're bullshitting with me and Keith. And I don't really know how much time passed, but I <laughs> do remember a- they <laughs> open up the door, and there's just smoke rolling out of the grill. <laughs> I think the dogs are done. <laughs> we did give them one rollover, and then... It was the second time. Yeah, we yeah we did we timed the first rollover, but yeah, Austin, you're right. We we forgot the second flip, and I tell you what, we made some charcoal. Got out of hand, and we left them in there all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went up. to cook burgers the next day, and there's four charcoal black hot dogs. <laughs> uh, I feel like if I would have picked one up, it would have just pulverized, turned into powder. Dust. Yeah, it was fun though. Um, and mind you, what we were staying in was I'm just gonna ballpark. It was probably a. 10 by 10? Uh, it was a rectangle, maybe 10 by 12. One room, one set of bunk beds, one queen mattress, and Nick had to pull out a cot. Uh, there was uh, a window, a fan, and heat. And, and the was, smell of dead mice. Yeah, That's but it was best. dry and it was warm and couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, it, had it was electric. perfect. Um, yeah. So we, you know, have a few... I will days. say... I've been in hotels that cost me less. Like it, it was cheap. It was sixty-five bucks a night for four people. Mm-hmm. So split that a few different ways. It was like fifty bucks a night. Um, actually, you split one four ways. There's not a few ways to split it up, but you know what I mean. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was like Tom said. It was just right. We had a little um, little porch on the front with two chairs. There was a community fire pit, bathhouse. Got everything you needed. Bar within walking distance. So you definitely need that. Yeah. We uh we go to bed Friday night and wake up nice and early Saturday. I had big aspirations to shoot myself a long beard. And Nick and Austin, they found some public that they were gonna try. And me and my professional guide, Mr. Keith Sharp. Uh, went on to some private that he had gained access to. And he's been there before. Yeah. yeah he's was this told, property that he had permission on or property that he could hunt? This was property that he had permission on. Okay. There's yes. a difference. Yeah. We went and talked to the guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So we get set up. And how this property works is there's this big ravine that runs right through the middle And in front of the ravine, there's some hardwoods, a big open field, and then the road. But then on the back side... You found hardwoods? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Austin and I were in in the bush the entire time. It was very difficult. Yeah, Yeah. I I didn't understand why it was so thick. Where were you walking Max, seven, eight yards, maybe ten. Like, that's That's all the shooting you had. What kind of... 
Was it like red brush or was it more like It was just tall pines. Tall, well, there was like, no, it was just pine after pine after pine. There was no sunlight coming in. I don't understand how there was so much brush growing. It, yeah, it was tall pines, but then I don't know what kind of brush it was. Undergrowth. Yeah, it almost looked like that European, like that alder. Mm-hmm. Um, like that that's what I thought it kind of was, like just nasty thick. And then there was just like little like basically game trails that you could line up on and shoot down. Um, mm-hmm. and there were birds in there, but man, it was tough. Good luck seeing them. A lot of bugs too. Oh, bug, some of them, yeah, maybe, maybe even cost us a bird that many bugs. Yeah. We'll get to that. I'm going to apologize that. early on that one. <laughs> so, we don't know for sure, but yeah, we'll never know. So anyway, in front of the ravine, hardwoods, big open field road. And then the on the backside, the woods kind of loops around and makes like this landlocked pasture. So... Uh, that's where... Is it an, like a used pasture or an old yeah, pasture? Yeah, no, there was cows in it. Okay. Um, we had to they cross... They love turkey calls. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Well, old pastures, I love hunting in no, old, like, over... Cows love the sound of a turkey call. Yeah, we... No, we got, like, stampeded by a herd of cows. <laughs> really? Yeah, they came running into the turkey calls. Huh. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what this dude, the farmer, had going on, because he had, like, I don't know pasture after pasture but they were like small like i don't know why he didn't just do one big one one, but yeah i i don't know like a dozen fence lines we had to cross that's nice yeah and you just cut them that's not a bad idea (laughs) but yeah so it could have been like uh i don't know 200 yard walk um but we didn't want to cross the ravine to get to that landlocked or that woodlocked field um because the birds were roosting in the ravine. So we had to make a big loop all the way around, cross the ravine at the road, and then loop up through all the pastures. And it was probably a 45-minute walk. So we had to get there at like quarter to four because it got light that you're so far east. It's Shooting hours were 5 o'clock. Yeah. That's nuts. So, yeah. Horrible walk. All uphill. Crossing fence lines. Both ways. Yeah. Crossing fence lines, you got it's pitch black. You got cows mooing that could run you over, and you have nowhere to go. It's kind of scary. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but we got where we needed to be and get set up and dead quiet on the roost, like not a peep. I'm like, what the heck? And Keith, he's like, the, for whatever reason, the birds always talk late here, and at like six thirty, we hear. And start lighting up. I'm like, all right. And then gobbler hammers. I'm like, all right. So like birds around. So we have, there was three hens that came in behind us. And I was sitting on this tree and I didn't want to turn my head and look at them because I could hear them and they were like 10 yards away. And if anyone ever tells you, oh, you're calling too much, it's bullshit. Because this hen called for a half hour straight. I heard every single vocal a turkey could make. I heard clucks, purrs, whines, key keys, fighting purrs. The hens started sparring for a little bit. It's freaking insane. Keith got to watch it because his head was turned that way. Mm-hmm. But being that they were so close, there was no way I could turn my head to see it. So I just listened to it. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So after that, um, the hens finally come out of the woods and get into the field and... I'm watching now. I can finally t- 
turn my head a little bit. I turn and look the other way, and there's three jakes crossing the field. I'm like, oh, man, we are really in birds. So at that point, I think we had seven birds out in front of us and more birds gobbling up the way. And so Keith's calling, and two more jakes come out of the timber and out into the pasture, and I don't even know how many more hens. Just the hen-to-gobbler ratio was unlike anything I've ever seen before. Austin and I noticed that up there too. It seemed there was a ton of hens for every gobbler. Yeah. And it it made it very difficult. Yeah. Like you hear one gobbler and there's three or four hens talking. I mean, it it was bad. Yeah. It's like Ed always says, why would you pay for phone sex when you have the right real thing right there? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Tough to, tough to talk one away from a real hen. Yeah. You can try. It doesn't usually work. No. But so that spot kind of dies down and so I learned that Keith when he's turkey hunting he's a big boots on the ground guy yeah he's not one to sit and call he's walking yeah that's me walking and calling the whole time after the first setup yeah you're moving you're never setting up again until you are right on him yeah so we spend quite a while walking get up to the highest point of the property it's, it's another field and there's all these windmills up there and we're just monkeying around taking pictures with the windmills because i never been that close to a windmill and you don't realize how big they are until you're standing underneath one mm-hmm. they're massive so i was it was pretty cool and the views up there are unbelievable so we're just kind of like up on tug hill yeah taking her all in having a good old time <laughs> and we start walking across this field and it's big rolling hills kind of feels like you're out west. It did not feel like I was hunting in New York State. Yeah. It was wild. So we get to the top of this roll in the hill. What do they call the the, the nipple? Yeah, White Tail Journal refers to it as the nipple, yeah. Yeah. Get to the nipple in the field and I see a bird out there like hundred and fifty yards. So I drop down, get my head below the crest of the hill, and Keith pulls up his binos. And he's like, that's a gobbler, that's a gobbler. So he's like, let's army crawl into this hedgerow. So we both get down, work our way into the hedgerow, and I get set up. And it was perfect because the crest of the hill was like 35 yards. Is it a crest or a nipple? A nipple. The nipple is like 35 yards. So I know as soon as that bird comes up, he's in range. It's lights out. So Keith starts, he calls one time, bird hammers back. And well, this is coming from Keith. I didn't hear it because the windmills are freaking loud. Yeah. And he's like, he just hammered. And I'm like, okay. So I'm set up. And Keith's just calling away on the old box call and nothing. I'm like, man, this, this bird should be here. And Keith leans over. He's like, do you see anything? And I'm like, no, I don't see anything yet. And I just kind of peek up a little bit and I see a redhead. So I duck back down. I'm like, Keith, he's coming. He's coming. He's right here. So, first bird comes up. I, I didn't know there was two birds. So, I see one redhead come up, and then I see a second one behind it. I'm like, okay. So, first one pops up, and I'm like, all right, that's just a Jake. And I'm like, maybe the second one's a long beard. It pops up, and it's just a Jake, too. And I'm like, you know what? I got two turkey tags. We're on a three-day hunt. Make you know, it happen. Yep. So, I line the old Benelli up squeeze the trigger i see 
what I thought was amiss because I just see one bird like fly up into the air and I didn't see another bird like flopping around, but the grass was pretty tall. And then I just see like a wing stick up out of the grass and fall down. He's down. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, sweet. And this other bird's just standing there beating the shit out of the bird I just shot. And I try to talk Keith into shooting. I'm like, dude, let's double down. And he pulls his gun up, flips the safety off, and he's like, oh, I can't do it. I'm like, Keith, come on, let's get a double. And then I see his finger go on the trigger. I'm like, oh, oh we're going to yeah. do it. We're going to do it. And it, that bird's just standing there. He's begging to get shot in the face. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and I see his finger come off the trigger. He's like, I can't do it. I'm like, all right, let's go grab this bird then. So we go up there, grab my turkey, and I'm not sponsored by Nitro Ammunition, um, but boy, do they put the freaking smack down on a gobbler. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Both birds, three birds I've killed with them, they do not even flinch. They yeah, like, that's this this one I shot. It was gone. It just disappeared in the high grass, and I'm like, did I freaking miss? And then I just see like a wing stick up, and, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, usually he's it, probably still alive. The other bird just finished him off for you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, like you buy like a turkey load from the store, and. You know, you shoot them, they drop, but they flop around and whatnot, flap their wings and stuff. But, yeah, they just... It shuts their system right down. It's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. So, anyway, um, this was about 9.30. I squeezed one off. And you can turkey hunt till noon. So, Keith obviously wanted to turkey hunt till noon. He still had a tag. You should have been like, hey, you had one right there. That was your chance. We're going to the bar. Yeah, because yeah. Tom, Tom's done for the day. You can only yeah, go one per day. day. Yeah, so it's like 80 degrees at this point. Oof. I got my turkey chair that I like to use, which broke. So it's no good anymore. <laughs> I got my gun, my turkey vest, and now I'm carrying the turkey. turkey. And we're up and down ravines, crossing barbed wire fences. In 80 degree weather. Yeah. While carrying a turkey with me everywhere I go. It was an absolutely horrible, grueling walk. And we didn't get on any more birds, but got back to the the old Subaru. And I was I was ready to put that thing down. Yeah, I like was that. tired of carrying time. it. Yeah. So we get back to camp. I get her all breasted out and cook up some burgers on the grill. You had yeah. fresh turkey breasts and didn't... I, I promised my fiancé I'd cook them up for her if I ended up getting a bird this year. Huh. So I got a new thing I'm doing. I'm going to season with my own homemade dry rub. I'm going to do just a little garlic powder, onion powder, salt, pepper, brown sugar. And I'm going to wrap it in bacon, put it in a crock pot, dump maybe half a beer, and then a bottle of barbecue sauce. And just put it on low in a roaster for eight hours until it falls apart and you're just gonna pull it then like yeah that? yeah have barbecued pulled turkey that sounds good yeah i'm all about it so didn't cook it up i cooked up some venison burgers and we ate those and i was ready to celebrate nick austin and keith they all went back into the cabin and took a nap so i'm <laughs> out there in my zero gravity chair by myself 
listening to Morgan Wallen and drinking Bush Lights. I can't believe Austin didn't hear the Morgan Wallen and just come running. <laughs> yeah. I opened the door and I think Austin slammed it shut. No, Tom, I think you're nickelbacking at that point. <laughs> no, that was later. That was, I think, the following day. I, <laughs> I had enough Morgan Wallen for a 24-hour period. I switched it up. I nickelbacked it the next day. Yeah. I tell you what, though. There's not much better than a post-hunt nap. Like, when you hunt hard in the morning and then you come back to camp and you just slowly fall asleep, not yeah, not if you kill that. though. Yeah, well, especially with a bird, yeah. that's when it's. Then you're ready to. Yeah, you're ready to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so first day for me in Austin. Um, <clears throat> Did we ask? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's my show. Ouch. Well, I, I meant you know, like, you know what I mean. Nick. Anyway, tell yeah. us about your first day. Yeah. So Austin and I decided. By the way, Tom, congratulations on your birthday. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Friday night. Austin and I decided that we were going to pick where we were going to hunt tomorrow morning without looking at maps until Saturday morning. We wanted to just wing it, wing it, 100%. Full-blown wing it. So Austin and I get up a little late, little late. Not I mean, When I say a little late, I'm saying like 3.45. So like still have time, you know. Yeah. Um, just didn't have time for coffee. Mm-hmm. So we get up. Austin says, turn right. So we turn right, we go down this road, we drive way back into this spot, and then boom, posted. Like the right road, the, the road, road to the dirt road turns into a private road. Dead, like, yeah. So like you drive like a mile and a half down this public road. That's it's private land around you, but the road's public to drive on. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's a gate posted. So like you can't get to where we wanted to hunt from that road. So that was that's shit. odd that there's not like a sign. Yeah, there was nothing down the road saying nothing. that it even showed on my phone that there was like a public drive. You could even drive down it, but hmm. fenced off. So we had to turn around. Now we're really late. So we drive all the way to the other side of the property where we wanted to hunt mm-hmm. and head in. We had to beat feet in. Um, probably one of the loudest walks I've ever made into the woods because it's so thick. I mean, you're breaking branches constantly getting through. And you're in a hurry. So. Yeah. So Austin and I get set up. We sit down, and within, what, 15 minutes, we hear a gobble? Yeah. It was and just it, getting kind of daylight, just enough to where you can see. And it was far. So Austin and I, like, actually, it was Austin was like, we got to go. We got to get closer. I'm like, all right, sounds yeah. good. So we look at the map. We can get right to the edge of this uh, field, and there's, like, you know, it's public, and then it turns into private. So we kind of just tucked back, you know, about 50 yards off the line. Once they cross into the public, we should be able to get a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and... These hens were, I mean, there were, what, three hens probably? Uh, more than that. I, there was more with the gobblers. that We, we heard like three gobblers mm-hmm. when we were sitting there. And there was just kind of hens all around chirping. And I think they paired up with those gobblers as soon as they flew down. And they just shut right up. But, I mean, they were talking, gobbling crazy. And then two hens came out into the field. They got to about 70 yards at the closest. But the gobblers never followed them. Mm-hmm. And then I had another gobbler off to my other side that was out on the tractor trail coming in he was probably 100 yards gobbling over there and i'm like so we were like thinking first yeah we're like holy shit this is happening yeah i look at nick i'm like this is going down we're way in it yeah Yeah. so everything was going great and then like just out of nowhere all of a sudden they quit gobbling the birds left the field never saw the gobblers it was just like like what the hell they just we did hear out, shut down. We did hear a bunch of drumming, but I don't know if that was a grouse or not. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I think it was a grouse. Yeah. But well, I don't know. It's 
yeah. up for debate. Yeah, one of those uh, things you'll never know. But but uh, so we Austin and I did the old walk and call, and about halfway through that, that's when we found out Tom shot a bird. Mm-hmm. So now we're like, yeah, I don't know, like want to see this bird kind of thing, and weren't sure if they were still hunting. So I think Austin and I went and hit one more piece. Couldn't get on birds. Like we Austin and I could not find birds after first light. Like it was we could not get anything to talk mm-hmm. after nine o'clock. Like it was just after nine, couldn't we couldn't get anything going. Um but we hunted till about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. And the at the at this time we didn't have bug spray and we were just getting eaten alive. It mm-hmm. was so bad. We we're like, screw this, let's just go back to camp. Let's go see Tom's bird. So that was day one for us. Um, and then we went and celebrated Tom's bird the proper way after that nap. Um, got up Sunday, pretty slow uh, for Sunday for our I side heard, of the fence. I heard one gobble on Sunday and it was about 11 o'clock. We were hitting one final spot. Uh, we call bird hammers back like four or 500 yards away. Like barely could hear. hear it. Yeah. But I'm like. 90% sure that was a gobble. Keith looks at me. He's like, no, that's definitely a gobble. So we're like, all right, let's try and cut the distance in half. So we work up that way, call, nothing, get a little closer, call, nothing, get a little closer, call, nothing. And we're like, you know what? It's like 1150 at this point. Like this bird, he's done. Call her a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sun- Sunday was slow. Uh, Saturday picked up a little bit. We had birds gobbling off the, or I'm sorry, Monday, Monday. Okay. Well, let's back up before we jump into Monday. So Sunday night, we decided to go do some driving around, try and locate some birds because it was getting, we had a really slow day, both teams. Yeah. And it was just like, let's try and locate some birds for the morning. You know, mm-hmm. one last chance. Um, and right at dark, uh, we located uh, two birds, two gobblers, um, unfortunately, like 45 minutes from camp. Um so Austin and I were like, all right, we'll take the long haul. You know, we'll get on those ones. So Tom, I guess discuss your plan that you and Keith came up with for Monday. Uh, we got we hunted another piece of uh, private that we hadn't hunted yet. And we actually we ran into the dude, and he told us that he's been here and seeing birds. We're like, all right, we'll, we'll try to give it a shot. But we set up. We had birds going on the roost. They gobbled for you know, half hour after they hit the ground and then they shut up and we just walked and called. We hit, I think four or five more properties. Just, I think we logged like eight miles from first light till noon, just walking and calling, walking and calling. Never got a response after first light. It was, it was tough. It was a grind, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it was even tougher because it's tough to stay motivated turkey hunting when it's 80 degrees and the bugs are just destroying you. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm going to get some sort of skin condition because of the <laughs> amount of bug spray I was spraying on myself. <laughs> but it's, like, either that or get eaten alive by mosquitoes. And, like, this yeah. is a risk I'm willing to take. So yeah. Lather me up. <laughs> Austin, do you want to go into Monday morning's hunt for us here? Yeah, so we got up pretty early because we had that 45-minute drive and – so we get there, we pull up. I mean, we literally parked probably within 200 yards where those birds were even roosting. Yeah, it was very short walk downhill. Yeah, and then uh, as soon as we, as soon as I opened the door, 
like they just start funneling in. I'm like, all right, I know this is going to be bad. So we get down. We didn't have bug spray. Bug spray was 45 minutes away. Yeah. And we get Back down to camp. Yeah. yeah. Good spot for it. Oh, yeah. So we get tucked in there. It was not a far walk. We get down in there. It's still dark. And we're sitting in this tree. And I don't know if they were biting around your neck or your face. I, so I actually, as hot as it was, I had a sweatshirt because it had a hood. And I, every time. Uh, I had my hood pulled up and then my mask Same over top shit. of that. Like everything. But the only thing that was exposed is they were biting me through my pants and my hands. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, they were buzzing around my head, so I couldn't hear shit. I had one of those tight face masks, so it's like, it's wrapped around my ears and my neck, and I'm just sitting there, like, I'm going like this, and I just, like, (laughs) flopping my hands around my ear, and I still can't get those bugs to get off me. When you couldn't hear shit, it was just, like, the entire morning. Awful. That's great. I've never been on a hunt to where I'm like, this is not worth it whatsoever. (laughs) But, yeah, so we got there, and sure enough, we heard a couple gobbles, what I thought. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what time it was then. We just used to... Like quarter after five, we heard first gobbles Mm -hmm. and some hens talking. Yeah. And uh, you go, I see them right there, right there. And I, it was probably like two minutes later, and then I saw three come walking out like 80 yards away. And... uh, Could you tell what they were? Hens. Yeah, there are three hens, and they they got into about forty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead, Austin. And then I couldn't. Take I'm sure it. the gobblers were just fifteen, twenty yards behind them. <laughs> it would not surprise me. It probably was. <laughs> I I was to a point where I just kept flicking my face mask because I I couldn't take it. I was so ready to get out of there. <laughs> like I was bit. You know that little hole in the back of your hat. I was getting bit. All over, right there, dude. Anything. It, it felt like I was on Fear Factor because it, it was it was so bad. I I mean I was at the point I had my light on and my safety. Holy off. shit! I'm looking at your hand right now. That's that's a week old. You like, see that? Yeah, he should. Yeah, both of them are that bad. That's a week old. My entire hand, like in my legs, everything. It was terrible, dude. I don't know why, but the bugs were not bad on private. Like, I don't know what it was. They know all the people are on public. Right? I don't know if. It was like if they were hunting near swamps or something. But yeah, when, there was water right there, stagnant water. We were, you could see the stagnant water. When me and Keith were on private land, no bugs. no bugs. But when we did hunt a lot of public, we just what's the term? Douched ourselves in bug spray mm-hmm. beforehand. Yeah, my it, it's bad. I can't tell with all the poison ivy. Look at, I yeah, look at it. <laughs> I'm sure that that's a good portion of bugs too. Look at the underside of your forearm there. Yeah, the undercarriage. Well, that's I'm pretty sure that's poison ivy, but. So, Austin, what happened? Birds are at 40 Just yards. Say it, they, they saw me. I, I, I was to a point, I don't even care. I'm like, oh, it's driving me nuts. Dude. Like I said, start for, swatting. They were coming pretty much right at us, and they got, and I think they noticed Austin's movement because they stopped at 40. Mm-hmm. And then after about 10 seconds, they were just bam, gone. Like, I mean, running away. And I was like, I know I didn't do anything. And I didn't know Austin moved until we got back to the truck. He he was like, hey, I think I've screwed us up there. Like, <laughs> I tried to play it off like I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if they saw happened? me. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't see him. I, like I said, I was up, like I'm aiming down my uh, shotgun looking, and I'm, I'm trying to put a beard on one of those hens, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't do it. Um, 
and Austin's over there dancing. Yeah, pretty much. He was so, playing Dance Dance Revolution so over there on the tree. <laughs> That's a fart <laughs> for sure. Do you feel <laughs> worse about spooking those birds or being an hour late? Oh, spooking the birds, 100%. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, we were on the card right there. We were talking about, like... <laughs> what it would take for you to yeah, screw like, up shit your pants oh that's right <laughs> I forgot we had that conversation on the way up apparently uh, bugs are not enough to keep Austin yeah. shit. No, he would well, shit his pants Frank <laughs> I'll ask you if you're sitting there turkey hunting mm-hmm. and you got a gobbler hammering back and he came from like 300 and now he's at like 150 and it hits you like I have to shit now like you just ate six Greek dogs from New York lunch hit Oof. you I'd probably shit. Like, shit not your pants? Not in my pants. I would not. I don't think You'd I'd spook shit. the gobbler? Yeah. If, if we're talking big bucks, I'd shit my pants 100 times out of a How many inch buck are we talking? Yeah, what's the number? I'd shit my pants for a 125. I was going to say, if there was a 130, I'd shit my pants. Double but, bearded gobbler. Well, I, if he's 150. He's 80. Now. He's 80 he's now. 80. He's 80? Ooh. Yeah. Because you mull it over. You're like, do I shit my pants? Do I... And while you're thinking about it, he comes in 80 yards out. And now it's like, okay, game time decision. You can see his spurs 80 yards out. I'd shit my pants. I'd shit my pants. Would you swat a mosquito? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you what, I'd rather jump in a bush of poison ivy than deal with those mosquitoes. I will say it's almost an instinctive swat at mosquitoes. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I didn't move. I took it. Yeah, you took it. like Let's, let's get our listeners involved. Leave it in the comments. <laughs> in this little discussion pants? we've had, yeah, would you shit your pants for a big buck? Would you shit your pants for a long beard? And where's the line? Yeah. That's I'm telling one. right now my line, I would shit myself for a 125 buck, and I'd shit myself for any long beard. Or any I, potential long beard. I wouldn't do it for any potential long beard. Not just any. If the, if, it, if it was double bearded, I'd shit my pants. But I feel like shit your pants a, is a little bit like meth. Like once you've done it once, it just kind of opens the floodgates and you do it again. So like if you did it on a buck, I think like that turkey would be like, easier. Like I've done this before. I know how to react to this. <laughs> but been. luckily for me, like very, and, and this is not the case for Nick. But very you almost r- never shit your pants. <laughs> no, very rarely does like a turd hit my stomach. That's like now, like yeah. right now. Like, I, it I can makes hold. you get off a treadmill every morning. Yeah, I don't think Tom's made it a full hour without pooping halfway through. <laughs> I'm not like squaddling over there and trying not to shit. Like I get a better run after I relieve myself. But if there was a big buck in front of the treadmill, he he might hang on a little longer. Yeah. 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 So yeah, leave it in the comments. <laughs> That's a good one. I look forward to <laughs> to reading those. You know, comments. nobody ever leaves them in the comments. They might this time though. <laughs> this is a good conversation though. So. This is very informative shit we're talking here. Literal. Literal shit. Well, Tom, since this episode is about you, do you do you feel like closing us out tonight? Yeah. Uh, Why don't you before you totally close us out? Maybe let the listeners know what we're up to this weekend. Why we're all together right now? Oh yeah, we are. Uh, Bags are packed. Uh, we just had to record a quick podcast. We're not recording on Wednesday because we had, what did we have? Softball. Softball, Softball yeah. was Wednesday. So we couldn't record on our usual night. Frank was cutting timber Thursday. So we're coming at you Friday night from the studio. Bags are already packed. We're heading up to the headquarters to start uh, prepping Food fields for 
corn and soybeans. Got to move a couple stands. We're going to get our cameras hung up. So even though turkey season's over, make sure you're still getting outside.